0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to Viral Music Hub podcast. And today I have a actually a returning guests guests, I should say. um My great friends from Forge's son Tristan Rosano, Ali Black. How are you doing?
1: Hi, I'm doing Very good. Well. How are
0: you? Good, good. Um, you know it's been a lot of going on since I first last had you guys on the podcast been over a year which blows my mind um <laughs> and, yeah, it's uh, yeah it's pretty pretty wild but um yeah uh so you guys have come out with your first ever album um how do you how are you dealing with the um how is it I mean, i'm actually dealing but like how has the reception been so far um for uh heart of the sunrise
1: and uh what you've guys done so far i would say so far it's been pretty good it's still freshly out like it only drops May 27th so so far so good
2: yeah it's been pretty good um it's uh you know just from a number standpoint looking at the Spotify uh numbers we've gotten like I think our streams went up like 6,000 or something like that um so that was pretty cool we're seeing more we're reaching more people
0: yeah, I noticed um, uh, that, yeah, you actually Wigfee, uh, the track Wigfee uh, has uh, almost 75, like almost 8,000 uh, plays now on Spotify, which is pretty impressive. Um,
2: yeah, that little, uh, little, the the bop is catching up to the proggy eight, <laughs> eight minute song, <laughs> um, which is cool because the, the eight minute song has been out for like three or two, two years.
0: Yeah, um, right, right. So.
2: You know, feed dropped a few months ago, so it's kinda like, oh wow, cool. It's
0: really kind of, it's kind of lapping everything at the moment.
2: <laughs> yeah, the rate, exactly at this yeah. rate. So
0: no, yeah, it seems um... like that's your most successful track to date uh for you guys, which is pretty cool. Um, I, I do like it's a good song, right? I really do enjoy it. Um, and I, I saw that a couple other songs have been kind of popping up the uh listens wise. I was when I was checking out the you guys Spotify page, and that's awesome. So Thanks.
2: Yeah, it's. Uh, I think Witchcraft or not Witchcraft. Burn the Witch is finally past a thousand, so
0: that's cool. This is what happens um, when you have too many witch songs. Yeah, right. All these witchy songs. Yeah, all these, all these witchy songs. There's so much witchy, you just can't, you know, witch can't keep track of them all.
1: It wasn't intentional either.
0: <laughs> it just kind of happened that, happen way. that way. Because just,
1: yeah, because uh, when we first started writing music, I think the very first thing that we started working on was our Frank Sinatra cover of Witchcraft. And then Tristan brought me the, like, kind of swampy blues rock, like, music of Burn the Witch. And I think Witch was just kind of on my mind to use as kind of like yeah. a metaphor for the music. So it really wasn't intentional. It just kind of happened that way.
0: So production-wise, how did uh, how was it for you guys, first time tracking an album, a you know, whole album like that? Like, describe to me kind of the experience you guys had doing that. Um, so it was,
2: uh, let's try to think. I think we ended up knocking drums out first and, um, and then once the drums were recorded and the drums were played to scratch tracks, once the drums were recorded, we then went with each instrument kind of one at a time. So it wasn't like a live thing. It was, uh, individual. Um, and, uh, then once we, locked in all the parts and we could you know in post-production that's what they would call it they would add like effects and stuff to it um like my guitar like reverb or echo or whatever um and then uh you know add effects to barrett's bass once they got his baseline track so it was kind of like a kind of stacked stacked approach to production versus kind of all at once um so i thought i thought it was cool it was it was fun You know, um, the, the pros to that is that, you know, you get to isolate the instruments and kind of, you know, get, use the freshest, tightest take. Um, you know, I guess the cons to it is it kind of delays the process because instead of everyone doing it all at once, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: it's, uh, you got to schedule like, you know, a session for vocals, a session for guitar, a session for drums, a session for bass. So, um, it ended up taking close to like two years. So, um, it uh or a year and a half, something like that. So um, but you know, we got it done. It was it was it was you know, proud of it. It was a fun time. Um we recorded at Radon Studios in Kego Harbor, which is also it's an hour drive too. There's just a little bit of a distance there. Wow. So yeah, so it just Oof. kinda like yeah, it was just you know, delayed and stuff. So it just you know, just uh, it was a lot of time.
0: Yeah, it seems Um, seems like the scheduling was probably, like, the hardest part of just getting everything going, like, going together, you know. Um.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I think, like, the expectation was, like, we had started recording, I think, in November of 2021, I want to say, and we were thinking, like, oh, yeah, we're going to get this out in spring of 2022, maybe even (laughs) earlier than that, because our, our first, like, kind of experience with recording was with nature, which we busted out nature in, like, a couple days, if that um so we were like yeah we know these songs from like top to bottom we'll get them out and it ended up taking like a year and a half so it's kind of like uh dang this is like a crazy process that we just put ourselves through but overall like i think we got a really good product so
0: yeah oh yeah i mean it's clear how much work you guys put into the album um you know production wise and everything i mean it, it sounds i mean it sounds so clean i i think it's uh i love it i mean it's mixed well it's everything it's it's really really well done so it's, it's clear that you guys actually did take the time and then rush through it so that, that, i think it it was for your guys benefit you didn't rush it out <laughs> or anything so yeah it's it's sounds like really tight honestly it's just really tight sounding album so that's that's really good um that you guys ended up um uh, you know getting it done you know it was a long, long struggle and uh you know a little different for you guys not something you're used to uh, um I think for your first time you guys really knocked it out of the park um personally i I, I love the album I think it's really really good top to bottom um, thanks yeah it's um there it, it's a pretty impressive for a debut um I I really thought you guys um found your footing already very quickly and uh, yeah. Uh what for you what were some of the songs that were the hardest to like for them to come together for you guys on this?
2: Um let's see I would say uh there were some spots where like you know when you're playing stuff live there's like an energy that's it's like it's so strong and so powerful. And then like when you're in the studio, it's different. Right. And so there's things that don't translate as well in the studio. Um, and so there'd be spots where like the song was finished and then it'd be like, Oh man, like, like I, I think specifically like burn the witch. Um, we usually just played the first, there's a, it's weird. It's fifth. There's like the intro riff and then there's 15 bars of, uh, like riffing 15 is kind of weird, but that's really what that's, that is what it is. It's kind of a weird number. Yeah. Um, And it felt like, it also kind of felt like, oh, well, like, you know, it's how we do it live. I don't know. It was kind of teetering on like, does it sound you're like, oh man, the song's finished. But like, I'm finding out it's actually not because of the setting I'm in. Right. So, um, things like that were, were difficult cause they'd be just so unforeseen. Um, so I would say, uh, that was kind of, once I started writing, it wasn't that bad, but it was, there was kind of like a, uh, well, what do we put here? Like, do we put another riff on top of the riff? Do we put a solo? We tried trimming it. It just sounded kind of shitty and awkward. Uh, um, and I didn't really like that because that's not how it was meant to be performed at all. So it just felt super forced. So you you got to kind of like treasure hunt for that like that thing that fits and and, and like complements it. Right. Um. So those are always the hardest because they're so they're so hidden. Um. So things like that. Uh, I think of another instance like medicine, like live. <laughs> after the second chorus, we just like go into this big kind of, like you kind of have like a Kurt Cobain moment where I'm just like playing big, you know, guitar chords and, and live, it's a lot more punk rock, but in the studio, we're just like, hmm, feels like there's something really missing there. Hmm. So we end up playing guitar solo there. So little things like that, just making sure that uh, the studio, like making sure those, those spots that were, we, you know, we wouldn't have a guitar solo or something like that um, didn't feel empty and and coming up with a solution that that actually was a solution, you know. So that I feel like that's the hardest. It's a balance, you know. That's
0: so. a that's a really interesting point about how things translate from live to to not live. You know, it, it's that's really I never thought about that really until yeah, yeah. That that's that's actually really interesting. I find that really cool. Well, because like it's sometimes it's different because you know some people you know they'll track songs then they play them live so you guys kind of went the other way around. So yeah, then I could see how, you know, things get a little lost in translation a little bit into the studio and there's no people there, you know? And yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely a different like vibe. I mean, you know, you're playing for, you know, machines, <laughs> you know, and yeah, you're not, you're not playing for people and, you know, you could gauge where the crowd's at and you can kind of improvise a little more and like, and whatnot. So i think that's a really interesting point that you make about that tristan
2: it's it's harder to play i think it's way harder to play in the studio i I think not not because like i'm like afraid of a metronome but because of like an energy thing you're like i i was just recording the other day and i i had somebody sit in the room with me because after recording this album like i learned like i like i'll play better if there's just even a small audience in the room like i like being in this weird situation where you're almost like in like a booth or something, or like, it's just weird. There's like, no, it's like, there's no oxygen. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like a human being trying to exist without oxygen. It's like, that's what playing for even like a couple people will do for you as a musician. Like for me, I don't know. Some people like get stage, right. And that's why they don't perform. But for me, like, I need my oxygen. I need like a little group of people, something. So it feels like I'm playing. It just feels so awkward. And it's just like, you got headphones on you're in a room and it's like you just you know you just hear a voice over the you just hear a voice over the um you know it kind of reminds me of you know you played fallout right yeah yeah <laughs> remember like yeah I remember like when the ghouls are like hey smooth skin there's <laughs> like a like a little like speaker and you're just like in this room and then there's like nobody but there's a it kind of feels like that you're just like isolated so I like I when I was recording the other day, I asked that, like a couple guys to come down and just watch me because it like you get energy from it. So with this album, there you know, you have your guitar tech, or your vocal tech or whatever, but um it was uh it was definitely a learning experience. It's it's harder. You gotta really dig deep. You gotta make your own crowd like in your head. At least for me I had to.
1: Oh, it definitely uh like goes for vocals as well. Like when you're in a studio, you're basically in a closet doing vocals. <laughs> um so a lot of the times it's like you have to it it almost seems like acting like you have to act like the emotion out of like the song and you're not really getting energy from like the muse like the band like there's just something about like singing with like a live band and also in front of people where it just pulls a little bit more out of you so um I, I think like vocal wise like It came out really well like on the album but i've had like a lot of people like a lot of fans even like come up to us and be like wow the vocals sound amazing on the album but it's just different like when i'm in front of you like and you're singing there's just something else that's there so it can be difficult to replicate like that live vibe for sure
0: Well, i very much agree with you on the vocals the vocals sounded amazing I mean, you were, you knocked it out of the park, like to say the least, um, on multiple songs. I mean, there was, it, they came out incredible. So, I mean, I, and obviously I've seen you guys live, so I I know how that, you know, translates there too. You know, yeah. it, it definitely is a different, you know, animal you guys are very, very good live band. So yeah, I, it, it's, it's really interesting to see how you guys transition to the studio like that. That's, that's a really neat, um, it was a really neat talking point. I'm glad, uh. I'm glad we talked about that a little bit. I think that's a good point to make for any band that's uh, kind of thinking about making the leap into the album making if they've just been doing live shows.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. I, I'm hoping we can do a live album too. That'd be kind of cool. Like almost our manager had mentioned a couple times about um, doing a live album, like a double album, like a double release kind of thing. You know, we, we just released the studio album, so probably not for a minute, but. We have a new drummer and, uh, it would be cool to, you know, show people what it sounds like more playing, you know, in a venue. Um, so he,
0: uh, he delayed the drum tracks for, for this. Uh, you said, what was that? So he did, he, he was your new drummer. He laid the the drum tracks down for the the album, right? No, that was our old drummer. Oh, Okay. Oh, okay, so yeah, you guys so, just got – okay, so he's coming in to now play now, so.
2: Yeah, I think I think last time we talked, Pat was the new drummer. Now he's the old drummer. <laughs> it's like Spinal Tap, dude.
0: Oh, God, you guys are really are like Pearl Jam. <laughs> 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 oh, Totally, <geez>. dude. So <laughs>
2: Pat's out. Pat laid the drum. I think he crushed it,
1: dude. Oh,
0: awesome I now. 100% agree. I was going to actually make a note of that um, when I was talking about a couple of the songs. He – his drums, especially on – um um the the closer uh flight fighter flight oh right was, on Sweet. he was absolutely amazing on that track i I was like that's like the the one thing i was just like stood out and i was like holy christ i mean this percussion on this is like unbelievable the sound that mm-hmm. he got out of it was just amazing i thought i thought his percussion on that was unbelievable
2: yeah you know yeah he just he he ripped on that so he's <laughs> so right now like matt Fickney played on nature and he put on the ep we got pat who played on the whole debut album. Um, and then now we have a new drummer. His name's Isaac Parsons. He's awesome. He was in the band A Chronicle, which is like more metalcore. Yeah. Um, but he's he's super, he's more than just, I mean, he's a super musical drummer. That was one of the things that really uh, drew me to him was uh, he's really versatile and he has tons of influences and he's got the chops to play pretty much anything he puts his mind to. Um And those are the kind of players that I really like playing with. Um, You know, the ones that kind of get, when they get obsessed with something, they can figure out and play it, you know, um, and they put their own spin on it. So um, Isaac's our new drummer. So it would be like, it would, it would be cool to, you know, we'll we'll see what happens, um, you know, what recordings we, we end up doing with him and stuff. And he's, he's a permanent member of the band now he's, you know, he's in it. So I'm looking forward to the future. I think it's gonna be cool. Um, But yeah, if you look at our discography, it's like, Man, this band can't keep a drummer. What's going on?
0: It's the yeah, I'll tell you it's YouTube the pro-
2: videos are even crazier. It's like, dude, like a different person every time you Google us. Like <laughs> we had we had Dan from Bloodrun Sigil play with us. We've had oh my god, we just had this revolving door for like six months. Yeah. Just like
0: I'm actually gonna talk about And that was that. nothing,
2: too, like is that
0: what? I said I'm actually going to talk about that whole thing I was actually having them in my notes here about your side oh, projects right you guys were kind of oh, like sure, yeah. been anyway. uh working on um but I just want to go over some of my favorite tracks on the album because I actually made a note to like kind oh, sure. of I I actually listened to it again uh, right before we uh because I like to have it fresh fresh in my head um but I think my favorite track Thanks I mean for it my out. my number one probably favorite it's it's because there's a lot I like a lot of them but I think Two Enter is like the best song you guys have ever done. Like, that's that's right, just, okay, cool.
2: I've did, heard that one before. All right, sweet.
0: Uh, I think it's one of your like cooler, heavier songs, but there's like it leads into some prog rock elements um, as well. And I think that's when you guys write your best is when you balance those two and they kind of like merge together. And they form something pretty damn cool. So, and that that song was like a perfect fusion, I thought, of those elements.
1: Yeah, the ending segment of To Enter" is that probably is by far, awful, but... My most favorite thing on the album. Like yeah. the song as a whole is great, but there's just something really, really freaking cool that just came together for that ending piece, and it's just so powerful and just builds up, and then you get like that. That space, like that open space, and then you have Barrett's dad doing his monologues. <laughs> so
0: just... That was Barrett's dad. Yeah. yeah. Was, oh my god.
1: <laughs>
2: <Totally>. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, I talked to Matt Crickety our old drummer, and he was like, "Dude, I really like." He's like, "Where'd you sample that from?" I was like, "Dude." uh Oh. It was. He was like, was... "Holy shit!" He should be an actor. <laughs>
0: It's, that's so funny i, I that's yeah awesome, that, that, i never i never would have guessed i was like where yeah where did they get that from i was like kind of wondering i was like oh that was kind of neat i was like i wasn't expecting that little like vocal like yeah that little... was king of yeah. kings yeah uh, i was like oh that's that's pretty neat <laughs> i was in the
1: studio when he um when he did that line and we were like running it through for like a couple hours just trying like different ways to do it like try and find that right balance of like because at first it was it was very like um Shakespeare like (laughs) um, like he was going in on it and he was like an actor like when he was laying that line down so we're just trying to find like the, the right balance of where he should be on that but it was cool
0: you're, you're like barrett's dad you're making us look bad you gotta like chill out a little bit. <laughs> like like, come on man <laughs> we're the stars awesome. here we're the stars here hold on <laughs> that's really yeah oh, that's yeah. that's yeah. so funny i love that um okay. he and um i actually really medicine is awesome too that, that was, i know you guys were just talking about that before and it was yeah that's that's definitely another one of my favorite tracks and Barrett went absolute mental on that fucking song, um, to say the least. Um, he was he was absolute fire. Uh, his bassline on that was amazing, and I love the sludgy riffs. You know, I can't get enough of them. So that's why I love this song. It's it's amazing.
2: Thanks, man. Yeah, that's
0: uh, Barrett certainly played.
1: And i, I
2: also, wrote
0: for him very well yeah <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah. really <laughs> no oh no oh kidding. yeah dude. wow tristan tristan wrote the baseline the truth comes out wow oh yeah <laughs> it um, Ali, and ali's vocals obviously and um, that were fantastic that's one of i think my favorite vocal performances of yours ever actually okay. um, that that's you just went crazy i mean in in the best possible way it was it was amazing
1: yeah, I think um, like like we mentioned, like the whole like recording process, it was a long process. So I think medicine was kind of like in the middle of when we started recording. And at that time, I was um, actually learning new vocal techniques, um, just trying to like get more grit in my voice and be able to kind of like bounce between like clean, cleans, grit and also you know um, even like screaming and um, at that point like I was getting more comfortable with adding more grit and more power to my voice so I think that's why that one I think out of all the songs was probably the song that was able to translate my current like vocal performance as it is like right now even though like again a lot of the songs were recorded like a year and a half ago like my voice has evolved so much since then
0: Oh yeah, no, yeah, I can definitely see like the marked improvements, like on on your voice, and not like you were weren't good before, but you're you've absolutely just like went up another level. I thought um, on this album for sure, Um you're you're definitely getting better and better, which is which is really cool to see. To see your evolution like that is is really cool. Um, I thought Cheers was also a really fun song. It's actually a really different song for you guys. I I thought um very like a little more mellow ballad type of song but it kind of leads up into a heavier song at the end which I I kind of like kind of crescendos up into a you know a little little heavier song but um I love the guitar accompaniment on that as well
2: Thanks yeah that's uh I think just like um and I I don't know this is just my opinion but maybe you would agree with this Allie and Lawrence but like I I think one of the cool things about the album is uh It's all over the place, like, genre-wise, but, like, not to be, like, chaotic, but just because it's –
0: just because it wants to be, you know? Yeah, well, Um, that's why I've always appreciated about you guys is that you guys are very much, like, have a lot of different influences from everywhere. So, it's – your guys never have, like, the same song, like, really twice, uh, which I always enjoyed with you guys. You guys keep it different and original with almost everything you do. So, I think – I think it definitely showed on this album. It was really, like you said, it was a lot all over the place and a lot of different types of music. Um, There's really, I think there's really something for everybody on this, which, uh, you know, I think is the mark of a really fantastic album. So, Thank you.
2: Yeah. That's uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you feel that way. That's uh, I I feel that way. I think there's, I think there's for sure rock. I think there's pop for sure. I think there's uh, metal I think there's like even like freeform jazz. Um if you listen to like interlude two, that's just like I don't know, it's just a loaf it's inspired by lo fi like jazz
0: music. Uh like now you're speaking my language.
2: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And it's drums and bass, you know, it's just grooving, just something you want to hear on a rock on like a modern rock record. Right. Then you have like the blues ballad and you got yeah, so I uh I will say that's I think like you said, the way you put it, I think that's one of my opinion. I think that's one of the strengths of the album is it's um yeah, it's got something for everybody. So yeah, um
0: yeah, no, that's uh glad you dig it, dude. And finally, I did want to say the closer again, fight or flight. I, the besides the drums, which I already mentioned were amazing, um, I really thought um your this was a great example of how you use very educated and creative use of Palm mute when you're when oh. you're playing. I think I think that is you are very, very good at strategically um doing it. it you're almost playing your own percussion almost in, in a way with it. And I think that's when palm muting, you know, is used right is when you're almost playing a second percussion instrument while you're playing guitar. And and I think that's one of your strengths in your playing. And I think he, it really showed on on that song. Thank you. Yeah,
2: I think uh, I appreciate that. Thanks. I think you know dynamics are super important, and so like, um, you know, with palm muting and like, you know, because all this stuff was played live before we ended the studio. Um, and I don't use any pedals, and like, I'm still I'm still learning. Right, Allie was just talking about you know how she's evolving as a singer and stuff. Like, we're always we're all always learning. Right, like it doesn't stop. Um, and what I have found is dynamics is something I just, I keep learning more and more about and um, being able to play uh, quiet and soft and use things like palm muting and attack and like also like where to put them. I think like the tastefulness of like where to put them when they're supposed to be put somewhere, you know, like the function of them, right. The utility of it. Uh, you know, if a singer's playing, you probably don't want to be like, stepping on their toes and playing big bright open chords at the very least even if you're at least make the attempt you know to palm you because it creates that kind of like warmer look like warmer cushion you know you're not and like you said it creates almost like a percussive effect so um yeah i think uh that's that's a super underutilized just element for guitar players too they just always playing at the same volume or playing the same way and it's almost like they look at palm muting as more of an effect and not really like a utility right um which it is like it's it totally is i mean it can be an effect but i think a lot of the time it's a utility when you're working with a vocalist um and you want to create like a dynamic arc in the song right you you know use different parts instead of using the pick use your thumb use your you know control have like A hard pick, a medium pick, and a soft way of picking, Um, palm mute. You know, there's just you create such a big range of volume with all those elements. So I uh, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for thanks for picking up on
0: that. That's um,
2: something I definitely work on for sure.
0: Yeah, I just you know from a guitar player's point of view, I you know so you so you you pick up certain on certain things you know when you hear certain yeah. things because you can't listen to a song normally at that point it's like impossible you you know how that is and yeah it's like you're just like oh the palm muting it's like and more people are looking at you like what the f- are you talking yeah now? yeah they're like what the, <laughs> like, the what now yeah. it sounds really good <laughs> it's, it's like I'm like okay yeah I know <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just shut up.
2: i I said arpeggio i said arpeggio i said the word arpeggio i said like g minor arpeggio and someone went who (laughs) (laughs) who (laughs) pretty funny
0: that's Uh, amazing. i know what
1: you mean man
0: that's great i love that
1: (laughs) um, (laughs) that's kind of the the great thing about like what we've what we've been doing and what we've been able to accomplish with being able to dive into multiple different genres and experimenting with different things is that it kind of especially I mean for me has pushed me into learning a lot of new techniques to try and like okay we're going for like this type of sound how can I emote with this music by learning like a new vocal technique that kind of fits in that world and I think that creates a really cool listening experience for the audience and that's something that I really appreciate about albums and music when a band can create different sounds and different like vibes with music, but also be able to have all those music, all those songs kind of fit in the same world. Um, I think I find that really, really cool. And that's something that I seek for as like an audience member when listening to music, but as like a player, it keeps you on your toes. So you're constantly learning, constantly having to train yourself, constantly having to think of new or better ways to try and fit yourself in the world of the song that you're trying to play. So I think it just makes us better performers, better musicians every day when we try to like do something new or when we're trying to like write, but it also doesn't keep us in, it also doesn't keep us like pigeonholed into to like a certain type of sound. So it's like, you know when we move on to like the next era of like music people aren't going to expect a certain type of thing from us like what they're going to expect is probably something new
0: i th- i think that's and that's really great that you guys are looking to do something different um every time cuz i think i think i think people do can tend to get comfortable in a in a certain groove <laughs> and uh, um and uh, you, guys, you guys definitely aren't like that <laughs> So
2: I will say this, there is a little bit of infighting among, not, I guess, I don't know if that's the right word, but, like, I've noticed there's, like, a nature crowd, and then there's, like, a Wigfee crowd.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've noticed there's,
2: like, people who are, like, holy shit, Medicine and are my favorite songs, and then I know other people that are, like to enter in nature i'll live and die by those those are like my favorite fucking songs you guys have done
0: <laughs> that's awesome um, you already got like hardcores, <laughs> only yeah, like the og so
2: stuff <laughs> like i just know people like people who really like the uh, nature stuff like there's some people who are just like they're not like you know nature's an eight minute song so like you kind of right. when you're not someone who just loves all music when it's like you know, you go okay. Well, this is maybe a specific niche kind of crowd that's like into those long, froggy songs that are heavier and like the subject matter is more allegory. You know, and it's not really hooks. It's more of like this, almost like an album listening experience in a song. Uh, but then you have people who are like really, they're really into songwriting, like 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 singer songwriter stuff. Like you know, the 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 wig fees and the medicines. You know. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty funny when I when I hear that because I'm like, I, I understand both. I, I mean, I, I appreciate both people because they're supporting us regardless, but it definitely, um, you, you see the, uh, kind of see the, the yin and the yang of what happens when you kind of do both. I'm sure like a lot of bands, you know, run into that. You know, I, I know one band that's like, you think about like a band, like A Day to Remember, right? We're thinking about Rush, right? You think about, all these like contrasting sounds that those bands have made like data i did remember has made some really poppy songs but then they have some like older stuff that's like super like yeah heavy metal core you know like the heavier metal core stuff um and then like band like rush where you've got like the more synthy wave stuff of like the mid to late 80s and then you've got like the more garage rock stuff of the early days and um it's just cool because we're kind of doing it all in one album <laughs> and it's uh it's a shorter time period We haven't put out like seven albums or whatever um but yeah no it's all good stuff Super um, happy that people are listening to it
0: yeah uh, a few quick more questions just to wrap it up here i, I did uh want to know um who are some of like the most helpful people throughout the album process that weren't in the band
1: dave for sure <laughs> dave dude
0: yeah 100 dave paid for the whole. Uh, he financed the album
2: um and he uh yeah, I mean the album wouldn't have happened without him. Just the, he, he financed it and he um he helped with coordinating and um he uh he was pretty calm and collected when like you know when we weren't right and so he was just he was cool. he was, he was, he was the rock. He was cool as a cucumber and he he made it happen and um yeah, I would say Dave, dude. I'd say. Dave hundred. I don't know if there's anyone
0: else that really comes close to that. Wow. That that's <laughs> yeah, that 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 about, that about covers it right there. Yeah. That's yeah. Man, yeah. financing the whole album, that's incredible. Wow, that's that's amazing support. That's like there's about as best support as you can ever get from anybody as a musician. So wow. He was
1: definitely the glue that kept the production going and uh wow. keeping us going. And also like I thought it was very motivational of him to be supportive like throughout the entire thing
0: like he kind of put your chips his chips on you guys basically you know you think about it like yeah
1: (laughs) really really believed in the album and he believed in us and just constantly hearing that i believe in you guys and i think you guys have got something really good here was really helpful and trying trying our best to like make it the best that it could possibly be
0: that's awesome i I love that Um, so thanks dave yeah thanks Dave. you <laughs> so you guys have actually been kind of doing some stuff outside of the band itself recently uh you might just want to talk about that a little bit before we go
2: uh you talking about like the side projects yeah yeah al you can go first
1: hey. um so i am guest singing with our friends in blood Rune sigil so we've known the guys in blood Rune sigil for a while and they're actually currently working on an album right now and i've done a couple songs with them already i've um any of their new songs that you listen to on spotify a couple of the live jams plus a new song that's dropping this month called fever dreams i'm on those those tracks and I really love what they're doing, um, really really great stuff. And I'm really excited to work on the new album that they have coming out because it's just a really cool concept. And there's a couple songs that they've done that I've heard already and they sound really cool. Um, so I got a lot of cool ideas for those. Um, so I'm guest singing with them throughout the summer and then depending on my uh, availability going in after the summer will depend on whether or not I continue um, playing playing along with them but hopefully I have the availability because they're just really cool to hang out with so it's fun um, and then secondly I am singing in a project called Sharp Lives uh, we just started that project uh, a couple months ago originally the project was supposed to be a one-off project where I had presented the idea of doing a specific song that we've recorded and mastered already so it's it's good to go we're um working on building a concept for a music video so the date for that is already blocked out so we're just getting ready to kind of do like a huge release on it um and while we've been working on the song we kind of were vibing on music we all have a lot of the same interests in the same kind of music so other original songs just kind of like came out. So I think the idea is we're going to do an EP. We've got, we're playing Motor City Pride this Sunday and we're playing a big show, including Forge the Sun is playing the show. It's called FemFest. It's July 7th. It's going to be a huge all-female fronted rock show. It's an all-day festival. So we're really excited for that. Um, But yeah, Sharp Lives is just kind of like a different vibe, experimenting with different type of music. I would say it's definitely more goth rock, alternative metal, maybe even a little bit of metalcore. I'd probably say if you were to mix like Evanescence with Spirit Box and Killswitch oh. Engage, oh, that's wow. it's There's <laughs> definitely a lot more screaming that happens. Uh, so it's kind of pushing me to learn even better techniques so I don't uh, destroy my voice.
0: <laughs> very cool. That's yeah, it's like a challenge for you almost. Yeah, yeah. a little different. Yeah, that's interesting.
2: Um. Yeah, so uh, I'm playing – I got to uh, play, like, Dave Mustaine in this tribute band I joined, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> Listen, it doesn't
0: get much better than that. <laughs> dude, it's like I
2: made it, man. That's it. I'll, I'll be in my trailer. You know what I mean? Um, So that's pretty fun, dude. I've never been in a tribute band, so that, that's super fun, and the music's challenging. And that was actually the biggest reason I joined was because I wanted to get better – at um just everything i wanted to improve like my ability to learn by ear i wanted to learn improve my ability to like learn mm-hmm. large um like we learn a lot of songs in of the of sun but like some of those like metal tunes are so layered they're actually kind of proggy. Mm-hmm. like i think some of the megadeth songs out there are, are, are absolutely prog um oh yeah like, I, think, I consider holy wars frog I oh think that's god frog
0: yeah <laughs> it's funny it's funny you mentioned that. i literally just listened to that song like
2: fuck yeah the other day at that's work mistake. i was like that's yes mistake.
0: yes yeah no oh, it yeah they definitely are it's it's definitely there's definitely a lot of progress elements on that and that album in general is, is
2: absolutely a, dude so
0: fucking believable but
2: oh my god dude. so, so then, you also have yeah. to
0: master the act of complaining about metallica every like week oh dude yeah. I, be, like, yeah I gotta embody the
2: whole thing so it's, it's fun dude and like the guys in that band are super like they're great musicians like um oh man i'm just yeah it's really fun playing with them um so and and like i've discovered new music i wasn't in a slayer as much and now i'm like holy shit slayer kicks ass like and, and my favorite band is mastodon if you kind of look at my wall here see if i can flip this around i've got like <laughs> My Leviathan and my Remission that are both signed by all the members. That's my favorite band. It's been my favorite band since high school. Well, Brent Hines, the guitar one of the guitar players in that band. His favorite band is Slayer, and it's really cool when you like track the lineage of players. And it's like Mastodon makes way more sense now that I've learned a ton of Slayer. So yeah, <laughs> um, that's super cool, dude. I, I like that stuff. So that's really fun. And then I'm also. Uh, with Allie I'm 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 in Blood Rune Sigil, so like I'm like the guitar player. Um, but I haven't rec- I recorded one track with them. It's not released yet, but that's super fun. Actually, two tracks. There's like an instrumental that's um gonna be released, and then there's a uh it, it goes into the next track, which is an epic like froggy song, and Ali's doing vocals on that. Um, I like jamming with those guys a lot because they're like of the mindset they're pretty they're on like they're kind of like I'm really into like 70s like blues rock I love that stuff I love the dirtiness of those records too um so th- they're really into that as well so I get to you know um experiment with that and get into that um more with them and uh it's a different process the guy we're recording with is super cool his name's Paul uh is a it's a Paul Smith Allie
1: uh i think so he's, he's in, the, in the, the band the strains Strain.
2: they're they're a pretty big like local detroit band they got a huge following in detroit um so if you get a chance check out the strains they're more like they're punk rock but he's a really good producer and he's into that you know that analog uh the analog old school approach to recording and um i'm into a lot of detroit <laughs> rock and uh he's i was just playing through an amp and he's like oh yeah one of these amps was owned by the guy in rockets and i'm like holy shit dude i was just listening to one of those records he's wow. like yeah man <laughs> yeah and it was just cool dude like we were just talk- we kicked we grafted that we just connected on a lot of music so the guys in blood and sigil and the guy we're working with we're into a lot like the 70s production the 70s style this the 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 um uh the the cross-pollinating of genres that was still happening kind of back then Um, you know, it wouldn't be uncommon that you put on a rock record and you'd like, I, I I listened to yes. yes. is uncommon, but so it's not a great example, but I listened to yes. And like fragile, there's like a Brahms arrangement for piano that Rick Wakeman does, you know, like just, they didn't really give a shit back then. It was just like any genre was fair game. And so, um, I really like the records that were being put out back then. I ZZ top same way, dude. It's like, they were doing the blues thing, but they were also doing the rock thing and also doing their weird kind of thing. That made them ZZ Top, Black Sabbath. Same way, it's like you hear oh, yeah. the jazz and blues influences, but it's also metal and
0: yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I love it's, that it's stuff, funny dude. because Black Sabbath's like first album, like, is actually a lot more like yeah, bluesy than than metal actually. Um, oh yeah, hundred percent too. Yeah, it, and it's it's actually interesting to kind of see how they like they evolved, you know, and and kind of change the sound after that. But it's just still a you know great record, but it's a little different. But um, oh, yeah.
2: I, I love those first five records, dude. I mean, oh. I'm actually not a huge fan of volume uh, was oh, it uh, volume four. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of it. I'm not that I hate it or anything. I just it's
0: it's like it's the weakest out of the five. I,
2: oh, dude, it's like weird. It's like it's like uh, I can't really, you know, usually I don't know. Usually it's more linear than that with me for bands. Like once they start putting out, in my opinion, kind of like shittier albums, I, I kind of just like I'm like ah, there's a period. And then after that, I really don't, you know yeah with black sabbath like i'm not really into volume four but then all of a sudden sabbath bloody sabbath you know i'm back baby i'm back, Woo! You know, like, <laughs> hey, I'm back. Go, guys um so yeah it's a it's a funny occurrence i mean that's a good it is a good album it's just yeah those it's like Black Sabbath, Paranoid, Master Reality, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath is my favorite album. I actually love Heaven and Hell. That's like one of my favorite Black Sabbath oh, records. Oh yeah, because you can hear that everybody in that band has like a breath of fresh air in them. They're just like,
1: oh, okay,
2: like all right, new guy, new new chapter. Like it's just yeah, they you can hear and they're playing. Um, I like Sabotage too, and like those last couple, those last couple albums. I can yeah. just I don't know. Just, I just feel like they want Ozzy out of the band so badly. I can hear the t- turmoil on those on those it, albums. Yeah,
0: it was, it was a mess, <laughs> to the, say the least. Um, yeah. So,
2: anyways, I got I got on them.
0: Oh, Jesus. Uh, anyways, yes, yeah. So, I Barger can
2: do s- on the tribute band, man. So, it's uh, it's cool stuff, dude. It's it's uh, good music scene here in Detroit. It's a great music scene in Detroit. So, a lot of a lot of people looking to make art together, and it's uh, it's always great. So
0: yeah it, it really was um an eye-opening experience when i went and saw you guys and you know everybody else that was there um yeah it, it seems like a really cool community uh of musicians there and i'm i'm definitely very excited to come back at some point in the future <laughs> to Oh myself. yeah, we so come back, dude.
1: we're
0: we're gonna see it's a tba <laughs> so okay it's, All right, it's a tba right now so maybe not this year but we'll we'll see oh not it's, this year it, well it, it, listen i got to you know, fashionably late, you know, but. Oh, okay, gotcha, All gotcha.
1: right, <laughs> all
2: right, James Bond,
1: all
0: right, all right, gotcha. But,
1: Maybe um, we'll come out to you sometime. See, like, and that's,
0: that's what I was starting to say, like, touring, that was the one yeah. last thing I wanted to ask you guys, so are you guys planning on going, like, kind of outside the bubble?
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. We're that's... in the
1: process of putting one together for late August, we've got Atlanta, Georgia, and Nashville booked for sure, Tristan, was there anything else that we got? Locked in.
2: I just talked I talked to um another yeah, I think we have another Tennessee date. We have uh so I think we have there's one that's like pretty much like locked in. I talked to the guy the other day about it, um, the booker. Um so right now, realistically speaking, it's yeah, Allie got the Nashville date. I got a Tennessee date. Uh that's not a Nashville, it's somewhere else. I can't remember where it is, but it's um I think it's more south. I forgot what city it was, but um, so two Tennessee dates, right? Nashville and then wherever else, um, Atlanta, and then I think Isaac's got a Cincy date locked in too. I think he he got a Cincinnati date locked in. Um, there's this like God, the venue looks like a trip. It's like an underground venue. It's really whoa. Trippy. <laughs> Yeah, it's trippy, and it's like the walls are—it's round, like like a tube. It's Whoa, really bizarre.
0: That's, that's wild. Oh my god.
2: <laughs> yeah, and he was like talking to one of the bands, and uh he was like, "Would you guys want to play in there?" And like, we've been trying to play there for months. So it's like it's it's a cool place. It's it's you know people are, it's a it's a cool looking venue. Um, so I think right now, yeah, it's looking like I think we've got like four locked in pretty much, and then we're trying to add a Cleveland or a Kentucky date. It really, you know, we're trying to do this. It's all DIY, and we got to think about cost and stuff. And we're trying to hit things up on the way instead yeah. of having to do a zigzag. because That just ends up making things like.
0: Oh, yeah. Very complicated. <laughs> yeah.
2: We're trying, this is more expensive, and it's like you want things. It just makes a trip longer, too. Your, your trip's going to be way longer doing that versus just like, oh, okay. We're just like, you know, one city over or whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's. uh towards the end of August. So let's see, uh, Lawrence, where, where are you at right now?
0: I'm back in Connecticut. (laughs) Okay.
2: Right on. Right on. Well, maybe, maybe we'll make our way a little, yeah,
0: a little closer there. Um, I'll oh, I'll, sure. I'll shoot you guys the venues that you got go to go. <laughs> okay. <hell
2: yeah.
0: laughs> I'll I'll we'll 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 talk.
2: <laughs> All right, hell Yeah, sweet. Well, yeah, sounds good. That, that'll be fun. That's
0: so exciting. I'm honestly so excited for you guys. Uh, it's been amazing, thanks. honestly, watching you guys grow. Um, thanks for being part of it, man. Year and a half or mm-hmm. so. Um, and uh, yeah, I th- I think there's really big things for you guys in the future. I think you guys are gonna make it pretty big. Um, it feels like there's a. Feels like there's a building, there's something building here, um, long term, hey. and uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm just really excited, and it was really great to catch up with you guys again. Um, listen, likewise, dude, everybody listen to Part of the Sunrise, it's fantastic. Go on Spotify, Forge the Sun, listen to this album ASAP, it's amazing thank you thanks for the plug man thanks for having us Yeah, of course guys um again thank you everybody for listening um it was great having these guys back on again um you know we'll see you whenever i get the chance to do another episode
2: (laughs) absolutely (laughs) yeah keep doing them man i i love this podcast i I love i love listening to
0: it uh, i appreciate the support from you guys as well so i thank you and i thank you all who do listen and uh I'll see you guys soon.
2: All right. See you soon. Rock on.